This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. How to behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we're thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As your kids, tell them to go sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's your girl Claudia Jordan. It is Friday night and we're back with a brand new episode of TGIF where we spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, get you a hot drink or a cold one and get ready to sip this hot tea. Now please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host on vacation giving Jamaican beef patty teas. Uh, 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 Funky Dineva. <laughs> What's going on, Claudia, all the way from Montego Bay, baby? Stella trying to get her groove back. Uh, <laughs> I think I might be a little lucky later on tonight, baby. We Our butler, oof. I've been giving him $20, child, every time he knock on the door. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the islands, but you look a little more bronze. Your teeth looking brighter and whiter. You just see more swag. Look at, look at the smile. Uh, uh, look at the smile. They're done. They're done. <laughs> and please welcome brand strategist Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? What you think about our co-host out there in Jamaica, living it up? See, right? Baby, I'm living my best life. Ain't going back and forth with none of you N-words. None of them. <laughs> he sent a group text to us. He's like, uh, we need to have a team building a vacation and we need to come down here and uh, get on over to Jamaica. Yes. We'll make sure, like, to James. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to forward it to our our our, our boss. boss. Maybe the entire Fox Soul family can go and we can do a whole network team building experience, huh? How about that? That would be fun. And then film it and call it Fox Soul Christmas. Hey. <laughs> that would be fun. A whole fo- we can invite the fans, a whole Fox Fox Soul, yeah, we can. And make it, make it like the Tom Joyner cruise every year and just turn it out from location to location. Get some sponsors. I don't know, I already worked it out. Ancestors from my lips to y'all's, to y'all's heart. Make it happen. Well, everybody in the chat, if you would like to see a Fox Soul cruise or a Fox Soul festival in an in a, in a exotic location, give me thumbs up. No, give me boats. Give me boats. Give me sailboats. Give me anything beachy in the chat. Thumbs up. <laughs> that would be some dope mess. And then we chime, mess it around and be giving the Essence Festival a run for its money. You know, when I dream, I dream big, baby. I'm seeing... Now, we ain't on no fire festival-ish, okay? So, <laughs> you know, we're going to have our stuff together. We have our stuff together over here at Fox Soul, but it would be dope. Hell, we got half, we got half the entertainment industry on the family roster already right. anyway. I'm going to go ahead and claim it by next year. We're going to have a destination for our fans, soulmates, to join the Fox Soul family of your favorite shows and support. We're going to go ahead and put that out in the uh, universe. So now... <laughs> James, Foxhole, Joyce, y'all just gonna have to make it happen, Steven. Make it happen because we're going. <laughs> All right, y'all, what, what, what uh, y'all sipping on tonight? So, y'all know I'm in Montego Bay. I am on Jamaican rum. And just because I got to work, I watered it down with a little bit of coke. But as soon as I get off the line, I will be back on the rum, um, the rum and the reefer. Oh. <laughs> Al, are you still off the liquor? Are you still on tea? What you drinking? Tea tonight. Tea, tea. Damn, now. Two I more know. days on the antibiotics, huh? 
You clear? Is it clearing up that little situation, Al? Are you good? Is it still leaking, or we can get back to using a Bluetooth? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's get into it. So, uh, people, uh, let's. October is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we're honoring and praying for those who have been affected by it. And tonight, we'd like to celebrate Al's friend of more than 40 years who not only battled it, but beat cancer twice. Let's take a look at her ringing the bell in honor of her beating cancer. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> Very nice. Al, how does it feel to see your friend and celebrate Breast Cancer Awareness Month? How does it feel to see her ring that bell? You know, it was amazing, actually, because um, I was there during her diagnosis. She was diagnosed with stage four uh, metastatic breast cancer, which means it had spread all over her body. She, I mean, we didn't even think that uh, Nicole was going to pull through this. 72 chemo treatments, 40 rounds of radiation, a double vasectomy, a complete hysterectomy, removing everything inside her tumors, three reconstructive surgeries. This woman has been through it all. And I just want to say to all of the women and men that have battled with breast cancer, you are strong. Uh, you are beautiful. And Nicole, thank you so much for being my friend and teaching me what it really means to love and cherish and be the best version of myself every day. Double mastectomy. Congratulations, Double. Nicole. Yeah. Wow. Everybody, everybody, don't, everybody don't make it. You know, and, I lost my I lost my grandma, mom, and dad to cancer. So when they say cancer sucks, it really does. Wow. And and, and good for you for acknowledging the men also that that die of breast cancer because it, it's not as common, but it definitely does happen. And I funky, I didn't know that you lost so many close family yep. members to that. I'm sorry. Right. Well, we celebrate you all that are dealing with cancer, who are currently beating cancer and trying to kick cancer right in the butt. We definitely Salute you and wish you much uh, strength and comfort as you fight cancer. All right, let's move on to some hot topics. Kelly Price is letting her fans know that she's eliminating stress from her life and focusing on her health. Now, the award-winning singer posted on her Instagram. She said this, sis is following doctor's orders. Sis is getting stronger every day. Sis is working hard to get back to the music. Sis is focused. Sis is eliminating stress from everywhere and everyone who presents it, no matter who they are. Sis is working harder to be better than I was before COVID, before the pandemic, before the deaths and the losses, before the heartbreaks and the pain. Sis will be better than she was before the craziness. She also added, I thank God for those who don't get it, those who insult me, and those who judge what they know nothing about. You have a role in what uh, propels me to the next chapter as well. Everyone can have their opinion, but God has the final say. Hashtag Chapter next is being written now. What are your thoughts on Kelly's post? Sis, get on my nerve. All <laughs> sis had to do was answer the phone. And sis would not have been in this situation. Sis need to go back to wherever the hell she was. And sis need to sit her ass down. Or better yet, sis need to go to sleep. Like, here's the thing that kills me, right? Just two weeks ago when your ass was missing and we had to send the FBI, the CIA, the Navy SEALs and everybody looking for your ass, you was too distraught, you was too sick, you was too into depression, you was too into your plate, you was too busy sleeping, you was too busy with your man to even get on social media and send a smoke signal and even acknowledge that you were living, breathing, and fine 
all of a sudden, sis got so much power to be sending subliminal sis posts on Instagram. You get nothing from me and you get nothing for it because all this stress and insults that you're talking about, your experience, and now you're sending out this post would have never been there. Sis had sis just answered the phone and let the people know sis was okay. Sis. So real quick, um, this story, um, I had a very, in comparison, a million times smaller situation that happened this past weekend, right? And because of the story with Kelly Price, it made me like jump on it. I think I'm going to say this. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So I was gone over the weekend. I was like busy working on stuff. And my cousin was blowing up my phone. She never calls me. And my, my aunt and my brother, my father, who I don't really talk to that much either. Everyone was calling my phone, but I was in bed. And like an hour later, I, I called my cousin back. And she was crying and she's like, I'm like, what's going on? She's like, uh, someone said you died. It wasn't a huge rumor. It wasn't all over the blogs. It was just in a feed or a comment section. It wasn't big. So I immediately called everybody and then did a post on my story, like friends and family, just so they could know that I'm good. So it didn't grow to that level where people get mad at you and then say it's for publicity or say it's a stunt. I got dragged for shutting it down that I was trying to get attention. Now, I also did not want to happen to me what happened with Kelly Price. I did think that she let it go. I hate to judge. I think she let it go too long. And that's what made people frustrated that she could have sent the text. So uh, I get you want to be left alone, but you do have a responsibility to let people know that are worried about you. Hey, I'm good. And let the chick fall where they may. I feel better that I let someone know that I'm all right than to let them be in peril or just be in, in, in limbo, not knowing. Al, what do you think about this? <clears throat> I think sis owes us an apology. That's what I think. I, you know, for me to support Kelly Price again, I really need for her to take accountability for these, for this, for this action, because there are people out there that are really missing. There, I mean, sex trafficking, human trafficking, there are real concerns around, especially women of color that are missing. And for, for, in order for me to support her and all of her craziness moving forward, I need her to apologize to her fans. She needs to apologize to the other individuals' families that have real missing um, family members. And then, you know, then sis can get back to doing what's great for her. Uh, I agree. I agree. Sis and I sample on us. But Claudia, sis, I got a question. <laughs> Riddle me this. Yeah. Your cousin thought you was dead, so she called you. I mean, if you was dead, you was... Well, I guess that's why she... Because dead people don't... Uh-oh. told me you died, and I'm crying and believing it. I would have been calling your mama, not you. My mother called me. She goes, why didn't they call me? They call people who don't even talk to me, like my aunt... They call my father. I talk to him once a year. I'm like, he's not going to know. I've probably been dead to him since I was 10. You know what I'm <laughs> but you know what? Nevertheless, like, you're alive and well and happy it, and because it's cool. It was something on a post and it wasn't a big thing, but I felt that responsibility. Like I have to let them know so they don't like sit there for a minute. So yeah, Kelly, the reason why people are mad at you because they were really worried and they did make a big deal out of it. And you sat there and saw us with the posts and you didn't answer. I'm still waiting, you know, anyways, we're glad you're okay, sis, but um, moving on, let's just go ahead and move on. Uh, Stacy dash. Oh, this, oh. this is this, this right here. Um, so she was recently on Dr. Oz, right? So she opened up about her secret drug addiction to pills in dealing with physical abuse that uh, once left her with a broken arm. 
Stacey Dash shared with Oz that she was talking, taking 18 to 20 pills a day. Uh, Oz acknowledged 18 to 20 Vicodin a day. That's expensive, which made her reply, yeah, I lost everything. Another dark period she uh, shared with Oz was a past abusive boyfriend who she says once left her with a broken arm in her early 20s. She said, he beat me so bad I couldn't get out of bed for weeks. I couldn't walk. He broke my arm, tied me to the bed for three days. She also continued, some part of me thought I, you know, that's what I deserved. What are your thoughts on Stacey Dash revealing her dark past? Don't care. Don't believe it. Um, Newsflash, Stacey Dash, you didn't want to be black, but here's where black is coming into play for you. Black people don't get to go to rehab and all is forgiven. See, that's what white Hollywood get to do. They get to, oh, I crashed my car and killed seven people, but I went to rehab and now I'm ready to work. That don't work for you, sus. Welcome to being black. You out of money, you out of work. Care your ass back around Fox News. Oh, wait a minute. They done with your ass too. See, work ain't honest and right now it ain't paying the bills. And here's the thing that's getting me. They always come crawling back. They always come crawling back. And Stacy, you gonna come up because I'm gonna tell you what she gonna do next. It's gonna be mental illness next. It's gonna be depression next. You rather tap dance around every single plausible Hollywood excuse as to why you behaved the way you did than to just be honest and say, you know what, guys, for years, I dealt with self-hate. Black people are very forgiving people. And I'm pretty sure if Stacey really sat down and just said, y'all, I didn't like being black. I grew up in this environment. This is why I went over and did X, Y, Z. I was in a sunken place. Her ass still won't get an invite to the cookout, but we'll send somebody around her house to drop off a plate. You know what? I, I, I'm just tired of when people have fallen out of grace, they're no longer wanted or desired. They always run to the, oh, I was abused and I was doing drugs and this, that, and the third. Where were, why didn't you tell that story when you were climbing that ladder, when you were when you were excelling and you were the, the endeared one of Hollywood? Like, what? why is it now that you're falling out of grace? I'm just tired of people using that excuse for their poor behavior and their bad choices. I'm just, I'm over it. Now, I'm not a fit. I am not a fan of Stacey Dash. I absolutely not. And I'm with you guys on when you fall out of grace with everybody else. You want to run on back to the black folks, a la OJ Simpson, a la Amarosa, a la Stacey Dash. When it goes bad, when you thought was better on the other side, you come running on back to us. But to the people that also will defend an R. Kelly say, well, he was abused as well. You know, we do pick and choose. I am not a fan of Stacey Dash. I wish she would have shared this earlier, though, because maybe it would make more sense why she does act so kooky, why she was doing all this nonsense. I, I, I wish she would have shared this earlier. No there, no, there was nothing to share. I don't believe it. Do you think it's I fake? Don't it. No, do I, think- I, I don't. I, OK, listen, it's Hollywood. Everybody uses drugs recreationally and, and, and to cope. OK, sure. She was doing pills, but I think she's over exaggerating the extent to which she was using the pills. Ain't nobody popping no damn 20 Vicodins today and still got a working kidney or liver. That's number one. And number two, popping Vicodins should have just made you loopy. It didn't have your ass over there doing what the hell you was doing on Fox. So now let me tell you one thing about me. I'm an honest hoe and all my hoes is honest. I don't did plenty of drugs, okay? And the drugs ain't never made me turn on my own damn people. Okay, so the heifer is lying. She lying. <laughs> 
<laughs> that Jamaican Wi-Fi. <laughs> How do you think she's lying about the abuse? I think she's exaggerated. I mean, listen, she said ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month on just the pills alone. Now, hold on, she might be lying, but we're going to tell the truth about this commercial break. So we'll be back with more TGIF right after this. Kelly, <laughs> you know how to take it to a commercial, baby. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. Now, before we went to break, we talked about Stacey Dash and how she's been, uh, no, she's not really invited back to the cookout. But speaking of Black people that want to be white, Republican candidate Laverne Spicer ignorantly compared Kyrie Irving's vaccine hesitancy to Magic Johnson's HIV status. Spice tweeted, they let Magic Johnson play basketball with full-blown HIV, but won't let Kyrie Irving play because he won't get a COVID shot. What are your thoughts on Spicer trying to compare HIV to COVID-19, Al? I mean, I, and clearly, this is one of the most ignorant things I heard this entire week. But then I thought about where she lived, in the state of Florida. Hello. That hold on. Me- hold on, girl. Hold your line. No. Florida is where it's all originates from, she, she's, a, she's a black Republican from Florida. All of that equals dumb, dumb, and dumber. Three strikes. Yes. The fact that she is comparing an airborne uh, disease, or not even, it's not even a disease, it's an infection, right? Virus. A virus to a sexually transmitted disease. Why would you ever, why would you ever vote for her? Why would you ever follow her? Like, well, I, well she's a Republican in Florida. So, I mean, <laughs> Republicans can pretty much say or do anything. And I mean, we had a president that said you can put bleach or use uh, what heat or sun or brightness to get rid of a virus. Oh. Here's the the thing, right? And here's what's very damaging about this post-Donald Trump, current Candace Owens world we live in. I didn't know who this woman was. She had a blue check next to her name. She's verified. I had to click it to find out she's a Black person running under Republican Party. And then in her Twitter description, she bashes the Democrats, talking about taking this country back from the Democrats that ruined it, this and the third. And then I thought about something. She's very smart of Donald Trump's book. She's appealing to the lowest common denominator who barely has two credit hours towards their GED and would actually run with what she's saying and use it as a talking point. She's fueling hate with these very low IQ having people the same way they're all exalted leader Donald Trump is doing. And that is what she's doing here. Because there, I can assure you, there is somebody in middle Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, and the backwoods of incestuous Virginia that's running with her words saying the same doggone thing in response to COVID vaccines and masks. I'll tell you what, before, well, I'm, I'm not going to just put it on Donald Trump. I'm going to bring it back on to Sarah Palin because that's when we start to really see, damn, we got a lot of people in America like this. I feel like before we were living in a kind of like an ignorant bliss, I kind of gave America more credit. Like, wow, we've evolved. We've got a black president. Things seem to be going in a good direction. We got a lot, of, a lot of black millionaires and billionaires. Things are getting better. So it seemed. But then when Sarah Palin came out and first with her rallies, you saw the white supremacists come out and kind of feel empowered and emboldened. And then when Donald Trump came out, I thought it was a small piece of our country, like, like you know, under 50, under 30 percent. But it's really low key, like 50 percent of them are like this. And who knew? It's a scary amount of people. I had no idea we had this many ignorant 
uh, so hard not to cuss on the show no more. But you know what I'm saying. It's- I just want to know. I want to know. I just want to know who would actually vote for her. Like who? Who would vote for her? Anyone that's anti-black. Anti-black. Anyone, anyone that's anti-black. Anyone who's an anti-vaxer, anti-masker. Um, and all of these things, you know, they're running. She's running on fe- it's fear mongering. And we've already realized that Donald Trump has divided this country between uh, masters, mask wearers and vaxxers versus anti vaxxers. And she's trying to appeal to those people. And she's saying everything to them that they want to hear. So mm-hmm. now they're looking. And one last thing, Claudia. And here's where she's extra smart. Because they get to exalve themselves of being racist by saying, and she's black. I voted for her. Exactly what I was going to say. It Racist, believe it or not, race, kind of racist, not the ones that are all the way to the right, but kind of racist people will vote with that smirk and that snarky, mm-hmm. how can I be racist? I voted, I voted for, for Yeah, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's such a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. It's such a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. Oh, I cannot wait for these people to just get taken by the aliens. All right, y'all, uh, let's move on. Alabama, Demi Lovato Alabama. aliens, them aliens, the ones Demi Lovato... Uh, uh, oh, we can't call them aliens. aliens. That's offensive. <laughs> what the trans aliens? <laughs> what the, I mean, I, does anyone else feel stupid when you read some of the stuff? I'm like, I can't keep up with the, the, the all these like, right. Okay. The them, the them aliens, the non-gender binary, non-gender conforming, <laughs> pansexual, extraterrestrials. Right. So who do they make? we're gonna move on we're gonna move on we're gonna move on speak okay 50 cent (laughs) y'all he posted a tiktok video of Lil kim dancing next to an image of a leprechaun 50 cent wrote i'm sorry i know it's early but i don't know why shit like this is uh funny to me lol later that day uh kim got him together she jumped in the comments she wrote you're obsessed with me this is getting creepy yawn this one ain't it bro not funny at all i was hoping to laugh with you but corny boo you falling off i'm too bad and too fly in this video you reaching now but we all know why she added lmbo keep them coming boo boo only let me know I'm on your brain 24-7. I love it. DM me next time and I'll send you exclusives because you mad. Uh, let's see that video one more time. The video real quick. <laughs> was 50 Cent out of line trying to insinuate that little Kim, like there's a similarity here. What do you think? And that is my girl. I'm not saying nothing about this story. Y'all go ahead. This is all y'all. Uh, I rocks with Lil Cam. That's the girl. Oh I think, okay, this is my take. <clears throat> that was funny, though. <laughs> but I think neither one of them have sold a record since the 90s. I think the two of them just need to kiss and make up and do a magic stick 2.0, right? Oh my gosh, I can't take it. Show that leprechaun dance one more time, just for the night. I- <laughs> you want to know what's funny? That's how you know God, the laughter and the comedy, and the comedy 
the comedy guards are real because I had a whole technical difficulty. Okay, whole internet went out. And when I came back, y'all was in the same positions laughing at this woman. Since since I'm already talking, let me just say this. You know what's messing her up? It was the neck of the outfit gave her no neck. I promise you, if it was not a turtleneck pleather, that it wouldn't have looked as bad, but it was the absence of the neck that made it real leprechaun esque. <laughs> and then whoever is back in the control room ain't S H I T because they keep playing it. <laughs> Lil Kim, I am not in this conversation. This is my friend, and I, I love me some Lil Kim. And 50 Cent chose everybody, he chose everybody. I'm moving on. Oh, that leprechaun took me out. Uh, uh, speaking of 50 Cent, we have more 50 Cent news. Um, according to a report on Radar Online, he's working overtime trying to collect nearly $50,000 owed to him by Tira Marie. But there appears to be another bump in the road. The news site reported that the reality star's lawyer, Edward Ward, is asking for permission to drop her as a client. He claims Marie also owes him firm money, his firm money. The rapper claims Mari has repeatedly disobeyed the court's order and thumbed her nose at its authority. He believes if the lawyer is allowed to drop her, then Tierra will continue with her behavior. Do you think 50 Cent should just drop this case against Tierra and move on with his life? Or what do you think? Should he just fight to the very end? I mean, in the grand scheme of life, yeah. But you can't count somebody else's coins, right? Like you can't, regardless of the fact that you drop in the bucket for him, right is right, wrong is wrong, he won. It would seem to me that Tierra Marie would just ask Mona Scott Young for an advance on her next season of Love and Hip Hop and just put this whole thing away because, and, and here is why, okay? Forget 50 getting the victory and winning. Optically and from a PR perspective, it looks bad. You already have not put out music in 20 years. You already went on Love and Hip Hop as a washed up struggling artist. And this is now keeping you in current day news, branding you as broke, and 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 it's just not a good look. Like it, let's change the narrative, change your image, and start having you looking like a rich bitch. You know what I'm saying? And like you pay your bills and like you got it going on and you ain't pressed. I would imagine even if you have the money, it'd be difficult to pay 50 cent because of all the trolling he does to everybody. You know what I mean? Like I I don't I I get it in a way. Like I get what you're saying, Q, but I'm also like, but it's 50 and he could be such a man. She's going to make it worse because he's going to end up filing a judgment or garnishment against her anytime she gets any kind of wages. She can't buy no house. He's going to put a lien on it. Like, you're just, she can't win the lottery. Like, he's just making it, she can't get married. You know what I'm saying? Like, and 50 is not going to let this go. 50 got nothing but time and money on his hands. So just put it to rest. In the chat, people, this it's like 50-50. Some people saying, leave her alone, leave that girl alone. They said 50 spent way more than 50000 on the lawyers that he that he's owed from her. And it's on principle. He's just doing it to, you know, kind of poke at her. What do you think, Al? Uh, yeah, I'm just tired of 50-cent bullying women. 
that's just my thing. Like, you know, you know, the woman doesn't have the money. Um, it's not like she costs you any money except for the lawyer fees. That's what he's going after. Right. I, I don't know. I just feel like 50 cent, this trend of him publicly bullying women needs to come to an end. And, 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 and that's it. And like I said before, as we talked about this, all that woman has to do is set up a payment plan and start sending him money so that he can stop talking about it. It's really simple if she wants it to go away. I forget some of the details, but wasn't the case about her, him reposting the sex tape on his her, his page mm-hmm. and she right. went after him? Yeah, she right. went after him, but in order for him to represent himself, right, mm-hmm. she lost and he had lawyer fees. And that's what he's asking to be reimbursed for, is the lawyer fees. And let's be fair, the judge only offered him, what was it, one-fourth or one-third of the lawyer fees, which is the $50,000. So, I mean, real talk, when you look at it, you brought a suit against me that was frivolous because I wasn't the one who posted your revenge porn. I reposted it. So you set this legal stuff in motion. It cost me 200,000 and the judge only awarded me 50. It seems to me that the ancestors have already granted Tierra Marie grace and she needs to get that man his $50,000. Why don't you just like a GoFundMe account? To have her fans contribute to it or something to make 50 Cent go away. Turn this bad into something good. Like, turn it That's into a true. Or I do. I know we got to go to commercial, but I do understand le- the, legally the law. It's not on her side in this case. But I do want, I do understand morally where she's coming from, where she's like, well, yeah, it was out there, but you posted to your, what does he have, like 30, 50? He has a lot of followers. So it, it was, a, if someone posted on their page with no followers and then 50 Cent posted, it's way more damaging. I get it. So, eh. All right, y'all, we got to take a quick commercial break and uh, we'll be back with more TGIF. We'll be back. Welcome back to TGIF. We've had time to gather ourselves and be professional and get it all together. So now it's time to pay some bills. All right, y'all. Have you ever had an acne breakout come at the worst time? It seems like that always comes when you have something really important to do. Well, we've all had our skin struggles and that's why we're excited about the sponsor of tonight's show. Uh, Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Now, Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. All you have to do is fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and your medical history, then snap a few selfies, and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. Now, Apostrophe treats acne, and they can also help you uh, hit your other skincare goals, like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. And uh, you know what? It works really fast, efficiently, and I really highly recommend this. It's quick and easy. I love that you don't need an appointment. You don't have to schedule an appointment, and uh, you don't have to wait in line at a pharmacy to pick up your prescriptions. And we have a special deal just for our viewers. Save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe, Apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash T when you use our code T. Now the code is only available to our viewers. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash T and click begin visit. Then use our code T at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. That's apostrophe.com slash T and use that code to get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for only $5. We'd like to thank Apostrophe for sponsoring our show this evening. All right, y'all. Go ahead and get your orders in. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with more TGIF. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. I cannot wait to hear what y'all have to say about this story. All right, y'all. Even after her abrupt exit from the talk, former co-host 
Sharon Osborne is still spilling tea on her former co-host. Now, in an interview with Megyn Kelly, Osborne had a lot to say about her former co-host, Cheryl Underwood. Osborne claimed that Underwood had three complaints about her from different producers about the way she treated them. So they sent her to anger management. None of us are perfect. We all make mistakes, is what Sharon said. And I'm not saying that Cheryl was a terrible person because she treated producers the way she did. Osborne also said after the episode aired where she and Underwood got into a little, you know, on-air dust-up about Osborne's public support for Pierce Morgan, she felt the showrunners went from being her longtime friends and colleagues to quickly turning on her. Check out what she had to say about her former colleagues. Weak, weak women that didn't have a backbone to turn around and say, this is suicidal. We can't do this. And to let it go after the break. So it was 20 minutes on national TV of bashing me. 20 minutes. It blindsided me. Should Sharon just move on? Or what do you think? Does she have legitimate beef? Seems like you know, she's still trying to stay in the news. I don't think there's... Oh. Let it go already. And here's one thing I want to point out. When the stuff happened and when Sharon still had an inkling of a job, it was, oh, I love Cheryl. Cheryl's my friend, Cheryl, this and the third. Let's be clear here. When you did what you did to Cheryl Underwood on national television, Cheryl Underwood did not even respond. She sat there. She just sat there and said absolutely nothing. Nature took its course. Society made their own judgments about you and that's what got you fired. I don't understand now why all this heat and vitriol is pointed towards Cheryl Underwood. Cheryl did nothing to you. You set your ass on an American program in a very hostile political and racial climate. You tried to uphold white supremacy and it backfired on your ass. Take that L, Sharon, eat it, and don't try to use those white woman crocodile tears and make this all of a sudden Cheryl's fault. Okay, even if Cheryl did cuss out 69 producers and they mama, what the hell does that got to do with your firing because you upheld white supremacy and Pierce Morgan? One has absolutely nothing to do with the other. Let it go. Agree. Al, what do you think? You know, <clears throat> what I find so interesting about Sharon is that she really just does not want to believe that everyone turned their back on her. She thought that she was a part of that Hollywood elite that was untouchable. And this experience was handed to her. This loss was handed to her on, from the hands of a black woman. And I think that's the core of what really is upsetting her and why she brought this up. There is no other entertainer in Hollywood that could talk this bad about their co-workers and their network and expect to work again. And definitely not a person of color. And let's just be very clear. If I work with all those crazy ass white women over there at the talk, is it the talk? No, mm-hmm. it's the talk. I would have to take anger management classes too. I have to do that. I would. I need to do it now because all the crazy nuts I work with. So it's okay. I see why she had to take anger management, and that that dig was not even necessary. And. Let's also point out, I didn't mean to cut you off, Carla. Let's okay. also point out that oftentimes Black people, we deal with y'all's microaggressions in the workplace. And the minute we mention anything, our simple expression is distorted and misconstrued as anger. I doubt Cheryl Underwood is a professional. And one thing white people need to understand is that when we Black people walk into white spaces, we know how we have to deal with y'all. So I think, I, I, I don't see Cheryl Underwood 
on no set being nasty, especially as thankful as she is to have that job over there at the talking as much as they pay and share line on her. To piggyback on what you said, um, a couple times I worked on network TV and being one of the only black people there. And you're right. By the time you get to a point where you say something, you done shut your mouth about five, 10, 15, 20 other things that you couldn't really bring up. And no one there will, will, will really rock with you until it affects them. Right. right. I've had coworkers see all kinds of stuff on network TV, but they don't want to lose their gig. So they won't say anything until it affects them. Then all of a sudden the environment was bad, but I bet you Cheryl had to go through so many things on that show. And I guarantee you, Sharon thought she was five levels higher than That's Cheryl right. Underwood on that show. And she's showing it right now in the way she's behaving. We can't even feel bad for her and be like, oh, okay, she made a mistake. She's just popping up and singling out Cheryl right now and running her mouth about her. Like, how many months? Has it been like a year? It's been a minute, right? And it goes to show that you're not remorseful. At you're all. not remorseful. Somebody who is remorseful would still be apologetic. It would be one thing if Cheryl was doing present day interviews dragging you and then that prompted you to respond, react, and spill the tea. No, you didn't get pulled back into the Hollywood circles and now you're mad. You're not remorseful. You meant what you did when you did it and you knew what you was doing when you did it and your actions right now speak to your true motivations and to your heart. Oh, racist wench. It's giving, <laughs> it's giving very much. I can't believe the network sided with the black girl yes. over me. That's what it's giving. That's what it's giving. Yeah, I agree. Well, Sharon, I mean, you always got your bat chewing, bat head chewing husband to go home to and comfort you, I guess. What you and the beautiful thing is, they, they, Sharon, you rich. You and that, you and that strawberry, uh, strawberry rinse, just quiet as it's kept. As much drugs as her husband should be doing, she probably need to be right there being his home health care uh, aide at this damn point. Yeah. Hey, Help your kids stay off drugs while you're at it, okay? You're right here messing with Cheryl. Ain't your daughter back in the damn rehab and your son over at Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers jumping rope uh, or something or another? Go on. You got plenty of things to do between your nonverbal husband, your lapsing-ass daughter, and your uh, call them them on drugs and on food, son. Leave Cheryl alone, strawberry shortcake. Leave her alone. Jasmine Sullivan recently came to the defense. Leave her alone, too. <laughs> After I don't Lizzo even received... know the story, but leave her alone. So Lizzo got a lot of backlash for wearing that uh, Matthew Reisman collection crystal dress to Cardi B's dance hall birthday celebration. Check out the comment about Lizzo that pushed Sullivan to respond. Something's wrong with her, girl. Get that Adele and Jasmine Sullivan surgery and move on because that's what you're going to do in the end. And here is Jasmine's response. She looks beautiful. She is beautiful. What are your thoughts on the trolls once again coming for Lizzo? And is Lizzo asking for this? What do y'all think? Do y'all want me to leave it alone? <laughs> well, here at TGIF, I think people expect the truth uh, from us. So people want me to leave it alone. See, here's the thing about TGIF. I'm tired of y'all putting me in position to be the doggone bad guy. Here's the thing. I am all 
for body positivity, okay? I recognize that we all have different body types and we should all love our bodies and we all don't look like fashion models. Y'all gonna be mad at me and I'm gonna say it anyway. Lizzo looked sloppy, okay? Her <laughs> panties was crooked. You know, her panties didn't know if she was coming or damn going, okay? I don't know if Lizzo rolled to the party on a damn motorcycle or in a limousine. Them panties was so damn crooked thread on Facebook and they show plenty of plus size girls that had the same thing on and they looked good. Her face is beautiful. Her hair is done. The color is fine. It just looked sloppy. And again, we've been there. We've done that. Lizzo, you could have worn the same thing, just done it better. And then you'll be on IG crying in two weeks because of the negative comments. Here's the reality of the situation. And RuPaul says his best. You have to work with what people know, okay? And I get trying to combat stereotypes. I get trying to be an activist for body positivity, but you can't get mad that the overwhelming majority of society just does not think that looks, you know, the most appropriate. We're working towards change, but we're not there yet in 2021. And I think a better way for Lizzo to truly be a change agent for plus size girls is to present herself in a very sexy manner that's not as sloppily done. She looks like she put no effort into it. She found the first pair of panties in the doggone dryer that didn't have no brown marks in the middle and put them on and came to this lady thing with them quick, with them. <laughs> You know, listen, I, I'm trying to work next week, so I'm just going to stop. <laughs> Al Reynolds, would you uh, like to go next? Let me tell you, it, it really saddens me. Like, seriously, it really saddens me to see Lizzo continue to behave like this because she is so freaking talented. She's so talented and she's making it all about her antics around her weight and, and these emotional breakdowns that she had. But let me tell you, I'm getting, I'm hooked to your game now, sweetheart. I bet you she's got a song that she's about to release in the next week or so because every time she's got a song coming out, here she go with the vulgar, nasty looking out, you know, twerking. Did you see her IG live? where she where she pulled her sweatpants down butt naked and told and twerked in front of us and said lick her crack from the top to the bottom ain't nobody got enough time for that it's a whole lot of crack that's a whole lot of crack so i mean i just feel like she got to stop these antics because this is going to leave her on the other side of the music industry and she's going to have a short-lived career I would like also, and I, I think you all made valid comments and people will be mad about these comments, especially coming from two men. I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to say it, but you're going to hear it from a woman as well. I, I think Lizzo's dope, but I forgot the last, besides rumors, we're not, what are we doing? You have become an internet, an IG gimmick. You right. dress up in the skimpiest outfit that thinks that I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear, right? And, and I still have smoke for someone my size doing it and wearing it and putting it together like that. You can't just throw something together and then dare and then twerk and, and dare someone to say something. And then when they do, you then say, oh, my God, I can't believe y'all are coming for me. I get your feelings are hurt, but you cause a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Lizzo, we can't talk trash, trash about you when you on stage killing it, playing your flute. OK, undeniable. Up. We can't say nothing about that. 
We can't say nothing about you when you do a bomb ass collab with someone. We can't say nothing about you when you drop that hot music. We can't say nothing about you when you give these beautiful interviews because you actually have a great spirit and soul and personality. Except I'm so sick of y- y'all know I already can't stand to her. I'm already over all that nonsense. Stop leading with the lowest, the, the, the easiest, lowest hanging fruit that you have. You are, you have all the, that's people that don't have anything to offer and you do. And I think that's why we're so frustrated. And if yeah. she do got a new song coming out, she need to use the CD cover to prop up the other side of them crooked panties. Now go to commercial, Claudia. We got to go. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to TJF. Yo, keep telling your friends about TJF. We aspire to be the top show. <laughs> in all the lands top in show the house. number one show on youtube huh and we said the top show in this house honey <laughs> that was low-key shade for those who i meant on the internet i, I meant on it. anyways let's get into it a california mother is uh under arrest for throwing uh, secret parties for her teen son and his teen friends were she, where she supplied alcohol and condoms and encouraged them to have sexual encounters while she watched Sharon M. O'Connor, ooh, that's not the most Karenist name ever, also known as uh, Shannon Ruga, was accused of organizing the parties over the course of eight months while living in Los Gatos, California. Now, uh, she allegedly began throwing those parties in June of 2020, and she instructed the teens not to tell their parents or her husband about what was going on. Prosecutors said O'Connor provided excessive amounts of alcohol to the teens, which led to the minors' blackouts and vomit. According to court and arrest documents, O'Connor was arrested in Idaho Saturday, where she now lives as a fugitive, and she's expected to be extradited to California to face 39 criminal counts. What are your thoughts on this story? And a black mother would never. (laughs) I'm going to tell you what, you know, it's so interesting to me because my mother, I grew up where my mother was like, she would rather you do it at home. So that she can, she can, you know, get, you know, make sure you're safe. But in this case, this is not what a parent is supposed to be supporting at home. And those 39 charges, let me tell you, Clark, those 39 charges, she's got 12 felony counts for child endangerment. She's got 10 misdemeanors for child endangerment. She's got one count of sexual battery. Check this out. She's got three counts of child molestation and 13 counts of providing alcohol to underage people. That woman is in trouble. Q, what do you think about this? The underage parties with the mama bringing the, the, the party supplies? So, you know, I'm all about being a liberal parent. I'm all about preparing your children. I'm all about giving them sexual education. And if they're too shy to go in the store and buy contraceptive, providing it for them. Um, I'm not about fostering a, just a straight up environment for my kids to lay up and hunch. I damn sure don't want to see my kids or any of their contemporaries naked and in the act. And mama knew damn well what she was doing was wrong because she told them not to tell their friends and her husband, this is sick. It's twisted. It's a newfound uh, twist on pedophilia. And she deserves every dog on count. She get lock her ass up next to R. Kelly and maybe they could keep each other company. Speaking of pedophilia, a pregnant Miami, Florida teacher has been arrested for doing the unthinkable. Q, you you make a case against Florida for Florida, but every week I'm trying. I'm 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 in a move. Listen, I've been already been eyeing LA. I've already been trying to move to LA. This just might push me. 
to LA. He Fox Soul Studios in LA. So I might just move to LA, child. Right, so check this out real quick. And we're gonna try to get to a game. So this uh Miami teacher was arrested for having sex with a 15-year-old student. According to the Daily Mail, 41-year-old Harry uh, Calvi was released from the slam on Saturday after she posted bail. She's accused of having sex with the child last year. Allegedly, she sent uh, the student explicit photos on WhatsApp. And of course, he let his boys, his classmates, view them, which made the police investigate. Uh, the student also had videos of them having sex. She's the dumbest pedophile ever. <laughs> Anyways, the teacher even gave the student one of her credit cards. And uh, she would tell her people that he was her nephew whenever they were in public together. Uh, she's also pregnant, and we're not sure if the baby is the 15-year-old's. Do, well, do you guys remember that teacher, Mary Kay Latorno? Yes. I watched it. She was sleeping with her 12-year-old student that she ended up getting pregnant. And then they sent her to prison. She was pregnant in prison. And then she served six years. And then when she came out, they got married. They were married 14 years and had other kids. Yes. Yeah. This is giving me. This shit is crazy. Why would you have a, what's a 14-year-old giving? What is a 12-year-old giving? All that they got is it something I can give you. <laughs> You know what? That's what Anita said. <laughs> Read my list. Before we get red flagged for making pedophile jokes, there's a new viral trend that uh, tweeters have been using, the red flag emoji signal to, uh, you know, express uh, opinions on things that are deemed, you know, red flag worthy. For example, uh, not a baseball flag. Uh, I'm sorry. Not a baseball fan. Red flag. Promise you'll pay someone back later. Red flag. So people are putting these little sayings up and then putting the red flag. So before we end our show, we have two minutes. Let's play our very own version of red flag. I'll throw out some categories and you'll reveal to us what the red flags would be. Are you ready for Let's red flags? Okay, real quick. Funky, the first category is blind dates. What are your red flags? When the last time you had sex? Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, Al, the next category is sex after the first date. What would a red flag be for you? If it was bad. <laughs> okay, Funky, the next red flag is marriage. What would be a red flag that would prevent you from taking the next step? So, open marriage or no? Nah, well, that's a red that flag question. on you. They asked that question. Okay. Al, social media, what are your red flags? Oh, shit. So, uh, uh, mm, red flags? Filters. Okay, mm, that's a good one. Ugly bitches. Oh, funky, down low men. Are there any red flags that are turnoffs for you? Down low men. Um, down low. Well, shit, the fact that they down low. I mean, oh, oh, um, are you discreet? That, that question they ask. So we were supposed to get to red flags about each other, but we only have 25 seconds left. So with that, I'd like to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining us. Thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. Watch the repeat tomorrow. Get our numbers up. Stay tuned for the house up next. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see y'all back here on Wednesday. Uh, be good and uh, be careful out there in Jamaica, Q. All right, be safe, Q. Walking for Jamaica. Can you feel it? Bye, soulmates.